0: Today's episode is brought to you by Armando Espinosa of EXP Realty. If you're looking to sell or buy a home, talk to Armando first. Go to Armando to learn more. Hello and welcome to Drop Bar Texas, a podcast about cycling in Texas. I'm Paul, your host. You know, recently I was in Philadelphia for a conference and I was going to talk a bit about the city because I walked around, you know, to check out things like the Liberty Bell and St. Peter's and Paul's Cathedral, but it just doesn't feel right now because although I did like seeing all the bikes around and it seemed like a very bikeable city, it's Philly. And that's our opponent in this year's World Series. So go Astros. That's all I'm going to say about Philly. Um, I'm going to move on. All right. So let's get on with the episode. Today, we return to the Fort Hood Challenge with a conversation I had with P12 winner Tyrell Fuchs. Tyrell races with Rio Grande Elite Cycling and had a very special win at this year's race. And if that's not exciting enough, I also recently attended the Alkek Velodrome's Lapathon fundraiser for the youth cycling team. We'll hear from Coach Carl and the parents of Elijah Allison. Now, without further delay, here's Tyrell Fuchs. Yeah. You, so you said you said you're in um, in New Mexico right now. So yeah. are you yep. going to school out there? Or,
1: or? Um, so I just graduated this spring. Oh, cool. Or, uh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. And so yeah, I was racing full time this summer.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So awesome. where 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 did you go to school at?
1: Uh, New Mexico State University.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, I was. Um, I did. I did. So I work in financial aid, uh, full time, and uh-huh. um, but this there was a leadership thing I went through, and we went out to, uh, St. John's College in Santa Fe for for one of for one of the uh, meetings and um, trainings and stuff. And that was a beautiful campus over there in Santa Fe. Was, I had never. Yeah. Been Santa Fe. Was yeah. Gorgeous out there. Santa Fe is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, well, well, yeah. So, so th- thanks again for, for doing this uh, tonight. Um, yeah. I'm sure. I know most, most, most writers I know go to go to bed pretty early. Cause they get up pretty early. Yeah. Rain and stuff. So, um so th- i'm glad this worked out that it's like you know you uh yeah no different si- time zones and everything yeah no problem for so, me yeah worked cool. out perfectly. so yeah so so i guess first off um if if you could tell me tell or tell us a little bit about yourself because um i don't know a lot i i just know you you write for rio Grande i wrote read a little bit of your story um but you know, you'll you'll know it better than anybody. So yeah, I figure if you if you just give kind of some background on, um, you know, when did you start riding, uh, why you race, and and um, and your experience right now with um or your I guess your team right now with Real Grand.
1: Yeah. So I started racing about eight years ago. Um, my brother Caleb raced. I want to say starting around 2010, um, locally in New Mexico and he, he got into riding just to lose weight. Um, we were both pretty overweight kids and, um, I don't know exactly how he started getting into racing. I think it was because my aunt and uncle, uh, did a, a event called, um, tour de Tucson, which happens, I think it's in November in Tucson every year. Mm-hmm. And I think that was like his first um, goal was to like do the 100 miles at the Tour de Tucson. Yeah. Um, And then I wish that I knew the story more like how exactly he got into USAC racing, but yeah. I think that he did um, a time trial was his next race after that. And from there, he met a guy out of Albuquerque named Tim Shaney. And Tim really introduced him to like racing and the categories and getting a USAC license and kind of figuring that out. Um, and so he raced, I want to say maybe a year in New Mexico, um, for a team called Jackal Pack out of Santa Fe and um, he started college at Tarleton State University um, in Stephenville, Texas. And that is where my aunt uh, lives and my grandmother, uh, Joanne. Okay. And so when he went to Tarleton, he got linked up with Think Finance, um, which Became Elevate, uh, which became the Elevate Pro team, and merged with KHS, and uh, became Elevate KHS. Um, and so he wrote. He started writing for Think Finance back back to the story. He thought started writing for Think Finance, and then that, and that's about the same time I started writing. Um, I wasn't doing any racing or anything, but he was training me and I started to do train for the Tour de Tucson as well. Yeah. Kind of like same same thing that he was doing.
0: Okay.
1: And and from there he got signed to Bissell development team in yeah, I Remember Bissell. Yeah. In 2014, I believe. Yeah, 2014 and that is also the same year that I really started racing. Um, and then he started coaching me full-time training peaks, like whole nine yards there. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and then, so he had at the end of 2014, he had a, um, heart issue while riding a bike during a race and passed out and crashed, had a bad crash. Um, but kind of came back from that, Um, he had to look into like bike racing and like all the medical stuff and they never really figured out what was wrong with him. Um, so he decided to retire. It was his senior year of college. So he finished, finished his senior year out, um, while continuing to coach me. And then, uh, he graduated, got a job in Houston, um, for LJA engineering and he was playing soccer and passed away that day, went into cardiac arrest wow. while playing soccer. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was, I was racing up to that point. Um, I was still a cat five. Um, that's I wasn't taking it super seriously or anything. It was just mm-hmm. kind of something I was doing on the side. Um, so from there I, um I got in contact with Zach Allison, which was his coach um for I think I think maybe starting in late 2013 to 2014 till he retired mm-hmm. um and so Zach started coaching me um I was maybe working with Zach for two months and I like, I thought to myself, it was, I think it was a December and I I thought to myself, I'm going to, I'm going to start taking this seriously. Um, and
0: how how old were you at that point?
1: I was, if I was, you six, look pretty young. 16, yeah. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm 23 now. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, and I just remember thinking to myself, I'm going to take this seriously. And like, ever since then, like it's been a hundred percent bike racing training, like obviously like you can't do something perfectly, but Mm -hmm. I've tried my best ever since then, like for sure. Um, and so I kind of came up through the amateur ranks pretty rapidly after that. Um, I think so 20. 2016 was, I think I probably upgraded from Cat Five to Cat Three, and then, wow, twenty seven in,
0: in about yeah, one year you yeah, did that, yeah. Oh wow.
1: And then in 2017, I went from, I guess Cat Three to Cat One, mm-hmm. um, and so, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Like it all came pretty fast. Um, I was writing for a team out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, super cool group of guys had some good friends on that team. Um, and then I started writing for the elevate club team. Um, cause at this time there was the elevate pro team and the elevate, cl- uh, club team, which were kind of run separately from each other.
0: Okay. Is, is, so is the club team, the one we probably see most of the time here in uh, Texas. yes
1: yep yeah okay yeah
0: because they're based out of austin
1: right? um out of no? out of fort worth fort worth okay yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's guys I'm from probably, the team they, all they probably the don't like
0: stuff. that i said austin yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's there's some intense rivalries in this season. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: okay. so um yeah so from elevate club team which is what Think Finance, which my who my brother raced for, um, Think Finance turned into Elevate. Uh, it was all the same team ownership and stuff under John McAllister, and I think there was a bunch of mergers and stuff there that I don't, I couldn't tell you about really. Yeah. Um, uh, from there, um, I can't remember. I think I rode with the elevate club team for one year. Uh, and that would have been 2018. Okay. Um, and that's when I went from, I guess a cat three to a cat one and I had some pretty good results. Um, I don't remember anything specific off the top of my head, but I kind of did the national calendar, the same thing everybody does. Mm -hmm. Um, and then in 2019, I signed with Rio Grande, which is based out of Fort Collins, Colorado. Um, so Rio Grande basically does like all the pro races in the United States um, on an elite level. So the riders kind of, they have to kind of, fight fend for themselves a little bit, but the team offers really good support and they've been around for, I want to say almost 20 years at this point, it's probably one of the oldest remaining teams in the uh, early teams in the United States, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, I know uh, TJ rode for them. Um, and I think Chad Hager rode for them. So they've developed some extremely good talent over the years.
0: Yeah. I'd say, so Chad, Chad I, I see him in, in the, um, uh, in the results pretty often. Uh, you know, he, he's been a excellent time trialist.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Super yeah. good time trialist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So, um, yeah, I've, i follow him a little bit and, uh, and of course, uh, you know, uh, Lawson Craddock is Craddock's from Houston. So, mm-hmm. um, but uh but yeah that's 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 awesome yeah and then are are you from san Angelo? is, is that right or uh
1: santa rosa new mexico santa rosa okay yeah okay Yep.
0: Okay. but you've you spent some time in in texas it sounds yeah
1: like so um my family lives in hyco texas and so that's kind of oh, yeah, that's okay. kind of a that's kind of a home base for me mm-hmm. um which is also the gravel locos uh race uh started there last year i want to say and so that was super cool i did that yeah. event this year did you okay yeah
0: yeah i talked to uh uh fabian um earlier in the year uh ahead of of the Heiko race and uh-huh so it, super cool guy yeah know, amazing event you know so um, yeah i'm I'm finally going to be building up a gravel bike um uh, th- this this fall this fall so uh hopefully i'll be able to get get some of those events in this uh this next year on my yeah uh, so but cool so i mean would so would you say i mean your your motivation to to uh i guess for that progression was was that was it your brother or or was it you know was that part of it or i think that uh, was part of it um I don't know. There,
1: There's a lot that I think kind of went into it and like leading up to it. And like, I think the event of him passing away, like changed me in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been, it's been thinking about it a lot lately, especially, but yeah. I think that it just changed me as a person more than anything, anything else really yeah. that I've ever been through.
0: Yeah. Cause I mean, I, I think of, the folks that uh i only know one other person that i mean personally that that's progressed that quickly and uh uh, david milham and and he he was um but he he was also a bmx um world champion Uh in his youth and then he when he moved to texas he took up road racing i remember meeting him and we'd we'd go out to chapel hill with some of the guys and he was like yeah i'm gonna I'm going to race. I'm going to, my goal is to cat up to one by the end of the year. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, yeah. but uh, you know, as he, and then I, I learned later is that, that he did all this BMX stuff and, and, you know, uh, was an amazing racer before in just an, another, uh, 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 avenue of cycling, you know? Yeah.
1: But, it's it's but, pretty, but yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. interesting. Um, it's like getting to cat one is like your main goal. And then you get there, and you you there's another level to it. Like that, if you don't worry about upgrade points anymore. Like there's mm-hmm. the domestic elite, and then um, I signed to Elevate WebiPlex Pro Cycling um, last year, so 2021. Um, so I I guess I rode for Rio in 2019, um, 2020. I was riding for Rio. Um, uh, COVID happened in 2020, so we didn't really race very much. Uh, then I signed to, um, elevate bubble pro cycling in 2021. Um, and then back with Rio this year. And so, yeah, there's, there's just so many, so many more levels to this game that I think that people don't see from the outside. Like, yeah. It goes deep.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, how, how was that? Uh, I guess your experience during COVID with the, uh, cause, cause you know, there wasn't a lot of racing going on. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that was
1: probably my biggest jump in fitness that I've ever had. Like I kind of transformed as a rider during COVID. Um, not, completely realized until early 2021. Um, it's pretty weird because like I got really fit in 2020 and then I was, I was flying into 2021, like best fitness I've ever had. Um, I crashed first race as a pro, uh, I guess it was sec second second day as a pro, but like oh, wow. first first race we were at a stage race um in Grand Junction, Colorado, mm-hmm. and I crashed in the road race on a descent like half the field just was out of the race, broke my collarbone. Oh wow. um and that I think I don't know what exactly happened there. I don't know if I tried to come back too fast um I was fit, but I never never got back to the early season form and then covid still really affected 2021 so we did pro nationals and joe martin stage race and that was that's pretty much all i did last year so last year was kind of uh not very deep um uh racing season two
0: yeah but um your your recovery though, I mean it seems like that would take it takes a lot of mental discipline though to still get the training in while while you're recovering from
1: yeah fr- from um, that injury. So. I sh- what I should have done is just taken a month off. And what I did was take like three days off. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. There's this. <laughs> so I was I was living in Fort Collins, Colorado. Um last year. And that's where Rio is based, of course. And that's where my coach lives. And I was just living up there just cause training's good friends and stuff. Good place to live. Um, and so I was riding, I think it was a week after the crash happened and my coach found me out riding, which <laughs> he, he wasn't super happy about, but he got yeah. this picture of me just like riding really crooked on the bike. It was pretty great. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh wow. Yeah, So, you know, I, I think like I don't know if you know I don't know if it's just if it's cyclists or, or athletes in general, you know, but um yeah it, uh I I'm a career four, so it's it's not <laughs> uh I, I've not progressed past a, a cat four, but I you know, I think I think back to uh I would go running with my wife uh when we when we were dating and I heard my IT band when, one year when we were running and uh it, it didn't hurt very much when I would bike. And so, but I could only go like about a mile and then it would start killing me. I have to get off and it you know, finally went to the doctor after I don't know, a week of it or something. He was like, Oh yeah, it's your IT band. All you can do are stretches for it. He's like, but you're going to have to, yeah, no running, no cycling for like four to six weeks while you, um, you rehab it and, and stretch it out and stuff. And, and, uh, and after I don't know, like two weeks, it, I was like, "Oh, it's not hurting going up and down the stairs anymore." Yeah. So what I do, I I kid it up. And I was like, "I'm <laughs> going to go for a ride," and I went. And I think you know, I got I got you know a couple miles out, and it was you know, killing me. And I had to turn back around, and just you know, it was so slow and painful going back to my ride barn. of shame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, I was, and then I you know called the doctor the next day. And he was like four to six weeks he was like you're gonna have to start over now because because you, <laughs> you you know you went out too early and so uh, so that the second time I listened I was like, all right so and uh, and just kind of eased back into it uh, after the time had passed. but yeah it's, it's certainly some some stubbornness that <laughs> goes yeah away. but uh, but yeah
1: I, yeah, I came back from the injury well, I was like my time trialing was pretty good. Um, had a pretty good ride at the pronats time trial. Um, the next week was under 23 nationals Mm -hmm. and I got, um, third in the U 23 time trial. And that, that was like kind of the highlight of the season last year. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like I came back too fast from that injury. And I think I just would have been better off the rest of the year, um, if had I taken time off. So,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you certainly came in flying to the, uh, uh, the Texas state road race, um, you know, last week. So, so, I mean, could, can you tell me a little bit about that? Cause I mean, leading up to that, I mean, were you feeling pretty good? Were you, were you the the leader for, for yeah. the team going into that? Yeah. Or?
1: So, um, so I was guest riding with Elevate, um, at Texas state road race. Um, we met up in angel fire. I want to say it was probably four weeks ago at this point. Um, most, most of the team met up in angel fire and we did a little training camp up there, which was super fun. Um, I think. I think that we kind of all realized where our fitness was. I was just kind of coming off COVID, like, um, about 10 days prior to that training camp. Uh, I had COVID for a couple days, did gravel worlds, recovered, and then that training camp. So I got a good, good realization of where my fitness was and it was good, but not great. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I have a big event that's unannounced that was supposed to be happening, uh, next week, but it got postponed to November. Hopefully fingers crossed it's happening in November. Um, so I know I needed to be fit for that. And so Texas state road race, it was going to be about 10 days before this event. Um, and so I wanted to be good for Texas state road race. And so the training that I've been doing, uh, lots of elevation, lots of altitude, um, lots of climbing more than I think I've ever really done. And so I I'm riding super well, like maybe the best I ever have. And we had a team going into Texas state road race where there was like five of us that could have won, um, which is a really cool feeling to have going into a race where you're confident, but we stayed, um, we, we thought this race through very, very carefully. We had calls beforehand. Um, everybody on the team understood the assignment. Um, and it wasn't like the whole team was writing for me. Uh, we were writing for each other. Um, I think any there's four of us that could have won the race just in our own ways. Um, but our strategy was to send guys up the road early with moves. Um, and I was supposed to just sit in for the first half of the race. So, um, we had a guy go up um Yako went up he was the first guy in the break um that break stayed away for about a lap uh that came back um there was a couple other moves that we had guys in uh and then at the s- um start of lap 3 there's a hill uh that kind of goes into the finish line um and I attacked extremely hard into the bottom of that hill first, basically the first match of the day that I've burned. Um, yeah. And like it, it was the, it was the hardest attack I've ever done. Um, like shown by the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. so I got away, um, and just soloed to the finish, basically the whole last lap.
0: Wow. Yeah. Cause I mean, so, yeah, I've, I've done the race before, um, yeah, as, as a four, it's, it's 66 miles, two laps, you know, so you, you guys do three laps, right? Nine, 99, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. 98,
1: so, something like that.
0: Yeah. And, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, there's plenty of people that, that listen that have done the race, but if you haven't, I mean, Fort Hood is, I mean, it's, it's pretty challenging. I find it, it's one of the most challenging courses I've done. For sure, Um, um, that that there's a large uphill, you know, when you start each lap, there's, you kind of go downhill a little bit, and then you start this major climb, and then you kind of work your way back down. And then there's a, you think you're on a, on a flat, and, but there's a long false flat kind of, you know, leading up to the finish, uh, start of the next lap or whatever. So, but um, I, you know, I, I can only imagine, you know, so what was going through your head as you as you were you know out there in in the break um on that last lap uh okay so i won
1: this, i won this race in 2019 too in a very oh, did you? Sim- okay i yeah. didn't realize that yeah in a very similar fashion um except i was in the breakaway with like four or five other riders the whole Race basically like we went on lap one oh, wow. um so i like i kind of know how to win this race and i know how hard it is and like how unforgiving the course is like you the fresher you can be at the end of the race the better um and so i told my team like if i'm fresher than everybody else going into the last lap like I i just know i can win like I don't know how to win any bike race better than I know how to win <laughs> forehead. <Hood. laughs> yeah. Um, so the, the riding the last lap, like it wasn't like it was hard. I mean, obviously it was hard. It was 66 miles into the race, but I was fresh essentially, um, going into that last lap. So all I had to do was ride, ride as hard as I could for an hour, basically. um, so I, it, yes, it was hard, but in my head, like I knew what I needed to do. And so I just did it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you did it well. Cause you, you finished, uh, what about two minutes ahead of the, ahead of the pack? Yeah, that, I think so. Yeah. That's what, uh, I saw from, um, from, from Lee's photo. So, but, uh, which, which is amazing to me. It's like, you know, it's, um, I've seen, I've I've watched a few, um, you know, breaks you know that that have gone in, in the snap, but um, yeah, a, a solo win that that far ahead, it's uh, that I, I think it's an amazing feat. But yeah. What what is the course? I mean, what is Fort Hood? Uh, how does that compare to other races that you've done as as a as a pro? Or
1: um. So Fort Hood. Um. I would say it's like almost more comparable to a gravel race than a normal road race. Um, you just like the fresher you are at the finish, like the guys who got, uh, I don't remember who exactly. Uh, I know Canyon Emmett. I think he finished second or third. Mm -hmm. Like he got that because he sat in all day. Um, that was his job. He knows that if he's fresh at the end, then, he can do that well. Um and it's de- and that's how gravel races play out. The fresher you are towards the end of the race, the better result you're going to get. Um and I don't think that's so true for the shorter races, um like the two lap races and the one lap races there. Um but definitely for the 100 mile race, it plays out like a gravel race. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And what, and how about like compared to other races around the country that, that you've done? So,
1: um, it's, it is a unique race. It's super cool because we get the whole road. Um, there's no traffic. You don't have to worry about that. It's a pretty non-technical course, which suits a rider like me. Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's a very unique race for sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It, what What's, um, like in terms of, do, do you have a favorite race that you've done on the circuit? Uh, or um, Fort Hood is probably
1: one of my favorites, honestly. Um, I also tour of Gila is also pretty special since that's a New Mexico race and I'm a, um, New Mexico boy at heart. Um, that's so yeah, pro- I, I like Fort Hood. I like Gila. Uh, those are probably my two favorites. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so then, you know, I know. In in reading, uh, through your post, um, so th- you also took this win on on the anniversary of your brother's death. Right?
1: Yeah. So, um, I think he passed away on the twenty seventh. So it wasn't wasn't quite the same day, but same same week. Yeah. Um, and then, Andy. Uh, after Caleb passed away, um he dedicated the Cat Two race, which I believe Caleb won maybe in two thousand twelve or something like that. He dedicated the cat Two race to Caleb, so it was um immemorial of him. um and I think the first year that um or maybe it was the second year that they had the cat two only race dedicated to Caleb my teammate from Rio Grande, um, Maxwell Freeman actually won it before I even knew him. Mm -hmm. Um, so his, in his parents' house, there's a, there's the cat Two trophy with Caleb's name on it. It's pretty cool. cool. Um, so come full circle. And then, so this year they combined the field since, um, it was so small last couple of years. Um, so we had a really big field this year, which was cool um so this was the first time the cat one race uh was in caleb's name oh cool cool. so so even though i won it in 2019 it's it wasn't it's different this year (laughs) feels (laughs) special
0: yeah yeah definitely yeah i think that would that would make it certainly close to your heart you know yeah um so and what what a great way to 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 uh memorialize him
1: yeah super cool super special
0: good um and so so then, I guess, uh, for the rest of the season, i mean what what's that looking like for you guys or? or for um, you so
1: we have that event that I don't think Rio has publicly announced um mm-hmm. for good reasons since it already got postponed once um uh, <laughs> so hopefully that happens, but if it doesn't, then this will have been my last race of the season. Um, yeah, so it's, it's a little weird training for basically your biggest race of the year when you don't know if it's happening or not. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but if it happens, I'll be fit and I'll be bringing my a game for sure.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll have to keep, keep an eye out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see, look for the news to, to, to pop up. On
1: stay stay tuned to the Rio Instagram.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then in terms of, uh, like what, and it went once the off season starts, what, what does that look like for, for someone at your level?
1: Um, so, uh, I haven't really announced this yet. Uh, but this will be my last race as a, a professional bike race. Oh, well, Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, next year I'm already talking to people have, industry connections and stuff. I'll be moving into some kind of uh job. I have a degree in information and communication technology. So oh, cool. I'll be moving into a job there. Um I, I I don't know exactly what next year will look like for riding and mm-hmm. I can't say this is a forever retirement. Yeah. But yeah. I'm kind of forcing myself to take a year off racing. Okay. Um even it's it's scary a little bit but i think mm. as far as life development this is the right choice to make for sure
0: yeah 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 okay well cool well you know i mean it's i mean it seems like you've you've had a lot of success so uh, you know um over the recent recent years and um yeah definitely some you know, major accomplishments and um had i mean so- sounds sounds it, it, it's just a great, great way to go out on top, yeah, you know, yeah. in terms of, you know, especially here here in the States and everything. Um, but, um, but yeah, so, so that, so that'll be next for you. And then hopefully you'll still stay connected in some way for, for riding. Um, do, do you, I mean, do you, yeah, I know you mentioned gravel earlier. Um, I know you said you'll be taking a year off, but cause I'm, it's going to start dabbling in gravel. Um, So what, uh, do you, I guess, how did, how did, how does that compare for you to road?
1: So at the beginning of the year, um, my plan was to kind of move away from road, um, and only do gravel events in 2023. And so I raced a pretty full season of gravel, um, in 2022, I did gravel locos, did unbound gravel worlds, um, foco Fondo. Um, I worked with Rio on that. And then I also had some personal sponsors I had state wheels. Um, and so I had, I had some good backing for gravel and I was, I was pretty excited to do that in 2023. Um, I kind of sat down and was talking to, uh, what would be like a title sponsor and I was talking to my coach about this the other day, but like kind of in the meeting, um, I realized I didn't want to race professional gravel next year, um, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, <laughs> kind of, kind of mid interview there. Um, yeah, yeah. so there's just something, something about road that that's, that's where my heart is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love gravel, but I think I'm not really burned out of racing, but I think if I were to do gravel next year, it would be a band aid to, um, a bigger, bigger, bigger ideas that I have to yeah. do, I guess. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it to, to me, I mean, gravel's intriguing to me just cause it, I've got a lot of buddies that, that, you know, that have migrated there. Yeah. And so I, you know, and, um, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've, I used to enjoy, uh, you know, like some trail riding and stuff like that. So, uh, so I'm curious, I'm curious about it. And, um, but, um, but yeah, it's like, I, I've always, I don't know. I, I love riding on the road. People ask me you know, just, <laughs> it, even just, I mean, just riding on the road, it's, it's, you know, it's, you know, people are always concerned about my safety. <laughs> <So I> mean, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, it's, 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 I don't know. It's pretty freeing. I like, I like the speed that you get out of, out of road riding. And I don't know, there's just nothing, nothing is as exhilarating to me as riding in a pack. Yeah. And, um, so I, you know, I, I don't know if it'll, um, if, if it'll satisfy that for me, but you know, but I, I'm curious to find out So try it out, but
1: it seems pretty grueling. Recreationally, I think gravel is a better sport for the masses than road cycling. Um, just the way the events are set up, like Foco Fondo is like, it's an event when you go there, like there's the different distances you can do. Um, they feed you. It's like, it's a party. It's fun. Yeah, Yeah. Whereas like you show up to a, cat 5 road race or something and you race nobody really cares like it's a fun personal challenge but yeah like you go home after like there's it's fun but it's a different kind of fun <laughs> um and gravel events you go there or like uh gravel locust or something mm-hmm. and there's there's so much to do it's so fun um what i found in racing the top level of gravel. Uh, I don't personally, I don't see a future in like professional gravel racing. Like, Mm. I don't think it's a sustainable like business model with the sponsors and stuff, eventually they're going to get recreationally sponsors, um, will get enough gravel, like they'll sell enough bikes and it'll even out. And they'll stop paying these top riders so much money. And I don't think gravel racing can really be televised. Um, like, I guess it's cool to ride next to these pros or whatever, but I just I don't, just don't think it's a sustainable sport. But gravel events, on the other hand, that's different. I think gravel racing is just so cool. It's just so much fun to go to a gravel race. Um, yeah. and if I do show up to a, a race next year, it'll be a gravel race, <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, even,
1: nice, even nice. if I don't do it professionally. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you, you never know. You may, you may still still be up there competing with <laughs> yeah. if if you maintain that fitness, uh, Yeah. but, uh, I, I wouldn't put it past you. Um, but yeah, well, well, uh, well, that's awesome. Well, I, I can't, I can't thank you enough for, for taking some time out, uh, with us. I guess, uh, the, the, this, the only thing left is, um, I'm wondering if like you have tips or suggestions for, for young, young writers out there that that are looking to, um, to get to that next level.
1: Yeah. So yeah, young writers, um, don't, don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it. Um, like if you're going to race a bike, really think about it, get a plan, do it a hundred percent, but also stay in school. Uh, (laughs) Um, you can only ride a bike so many hours a day. Um, you need something to keep your mind busy. Um, I, there's obviously riders that school, uh, isn't They're They're a different level than school. You can, there's riders that, uh, there's a path that doesn't include school, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: for most of us stay in school,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it'll make you better, better bike racer, better human. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Did, did you, did you ride at all for, um, for your university at all? Did they have a cycle? Um,
1: team I did, I did one event for my university. Um, it was a New Mexico event and then the cycling team kind of died when one of the guys, the directors left the, Mm -hmm. uh, or he, I think he graduated actually. So okay, he was kind of leading the program and then it kind of died when he left.
0: Yeah. But yeah, yeah, um,
1: lots of universities have great, great programs. I know CSU, um, Mm -hmm. that's the one that I'm closest with, but yeah, some of these universities have super cool programs and I think collegiate cycling um, could definitely be like the future of road um, in the United States.
0: Yeah, I've, I've been interested in, uh, I need to, I need to reach out to um, the, uh, the cycling, the collegiate cycling association here um, to, to talk some about them because I, I'm curious like how that even works. It's because I know they have like A, B, and C levels and, I looked into it a little bit when, um, i I used to manage a, um, a community college cycling team, but we only had two riders that were really interested in racing. Yeah. Everybody else was, you know, just, you know, we're just wanted to do, uh, recreational riding, you know, like the MS one hundred and fifty uh, and, some of those type things. And, yeah. Uh, which, which was awesome. I loved getting people on bikes, but as we just didn't have enough riders to, to really put in the, um. Uh, the 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 a budget for um, for collegiate racing. Yeah, but uh, but we still you know we still sent them to uh, to the to the Texas races again. That was Tyrell Fuchs with Rio Grande Cycling, though he is hanging up his racing cleats. I hope he stays close to the sport. Now to segue to youth cycling, specifically track cycling, the Alkek Velodrome as a youth cycling program at the track. It has instilled a love of cycling for many, and yes, some notable racers have even rounded those ramped curves. Recently, they had a lap-a-thon fundraiser for the team. Here's Coach Carl Jones with more. I'm just here at the Alkek Velodrome, and uh, for the, um, the it's a thon right? Is that what it's what y'all named it? The, lapathon. Yeah, lapathon.
2: Alkek Junior Team Lapathon.
0: Okay, good deal. I brought my kids out. Oh, hey Anna, careful! Brought my kids out for the for the eight and under. Yeah, for the Peewee peddlers. Uh, but I, I know you guys are going to be raising money for the juniors. So if, I wanted to know if you could just tell us a little bit about what's going on here.
2: Right, we are doing a an Alcat Velodrome Junior Team fundraiser for next year's racing campaign I guess you would it. that's a mess that <laughs> for, for the uh, for the racing cam- campaign next year uh, you everybody knows that uh, cycling is very expensive and especially uh, for a junior team who when we go to national championships you, you kind of you have to have a disc wheel on your bike you have to have you know the right aero equipment especially when you're talking about track national championships and it fi- it's very cost prohibitive to offset some of those costs we're trying to uh, put some money in in the bank so that we can afford a few of those things so we can keep junior equipment for the team so they don't have to go out and buy this stuff individually, but we can keep it here at the velodrome so they can use. So we're trying to get th- three, three disc wheels looking at. We're also looking at maybe uh, some travel expenses as well. Keep them in, in cycling kit as well because that wears out year to year, especially when you're talking about juniors, the way they grow so we're just trying to offset some of the costs that we know that are coming up next year now the way this works is every junior has gone out to secure donations either a fixed amount or a per lap amount so imagine if it's 10 cents a lap and they do 100 laps they get 10 dollars from that that contributor right or 25 cents a lap or whatever right so each kid is responsible for in this hour to get as many laps as they possibly can they can do it in the pace line or they can do it on their own right.
0: yeah. awesome do you all have do you have an idea like what was raised go uh, before the event
2: starts tonight so far? right now if every kid does a hundred laps i think we have ten thousand dollars in the bank yeah right That's amazing yeah, and yeah i mean we have a lot of people that support this track a lot of people who were parents of our old juniors have donated back to the program as well. So per lap or or fixed amount as well. So Okay. okay. We even had a a, a lady that uh, donated a very, very large amount in the memory of her husband who used to race out here at the track. Oh, wow. That was very very wow. neat. Now so you guys have had some um, so I know
0: loss and credit came through uh, this program at one point. Um, are there other notable um, Mm-hmm. Individuals that that have come through
2: Alcat. Yeah, um, Ch- uh, Chad Haga. Chad Haga. He's he was uh, on the uh, Texas A&M Texas A&M team, and he came out here for track national. I'm cha- oh, sorry, track, track conference championships as well. Uh, let's see what's was. We've held national events out here. We've ha- held World Cup qualifiers. Marty Nostein's been our, has raced on this track. Jamie Carney has raced on this track. Big big track names. Uh, have raced on this track. Uh, junior wise, Lawson Craddock's our, our top dog, right? In fact, his nickname was Law Dog back then. <laughs> yeah, he's our top dog, yeah. And and Lawson even, uh, I know this is video, not video, he even sponsors our youth cycling program. Oh, sweet. Okay. Right, right. So, yeah, the Lawson Craddock Youth Cycling League, uh, and he sponsors that. And then uh, to race juniors, what what age do you have to be for juniors? Uh, for juniors here, uh, we race nine and up, okay. uh, and definitely to go to national championships, you need to be uh, licensed by USA Cycling. So that's ten and up. Okay, awesome, awesome. Well, I know, Pee- well I know the peewee Wee. Well, I know the
0: Pee Peddlers are going getting ready to begin, and uh, so I'll I'll go ahead and let you go at this. Okay. Point, but. Um, but, yeah, th- thanks for this, and I'll, I'll be hanging out here for a
2: bit, and maybe I'll get some other sound bites too. Sounds good. AlkekVelodrome.com. Uh, our, our page is very complete for new riders. Uh, and our new season, well, we're, we're open almost year-round. But our new season is going to start in February, okay. February March. Awesome, awesome. Well, we'll keep an eye out. Thanks, Coach Carl.
0: Thanks, Coach Carl. I also wanted a parent's perspective. So here's Craig and Jean Allison, parents of Elijah Allison. All right. So, um, well, I, my name is Paul, by the way. Hey, Paul. So, uh, so what is your name, and and your son's it's name?
3: I'm I'm Craig Allison. This is my wife, uh, Jean Allison. Our son is Elijah Allison. He's out, one of the track racers out here, the juniors. He's uh 14.
0: Okay. Okay. And how how long has he been in the uh, program here at Alkek?
3: I think he started about second second year. year. It's his second year of this track season racing.
0: uh, Did he choose it, or or, or was it just just being around you guys? Are you all cyclists also?
3: I'm a cyclist. Uh, I knew Carl Jones, who's the coach from many years of riding, and I knew he was coaching, and I contacted um, Carl, and he gave me some information about the velodrome and the junior program and And we just brought him out to the Lawson Craddock training camp for the juniors and then the rest uh, he just kept going uh, with
0: And, that, and that's uh, that program is what a week long,
3: right? And, and then it's three one-week sessions. Um, you only have to do one set, one session, so you can choose one one of the one-week sessions out of the three. Yeah. And then he, he just kind of fell in love after that. He did. Um, you know, it was a challenge. He didn't do the greatest at first because he was learning. And then after he got the hang of it, he started doing pretty well. So, and he he likes the camaraderie with the kids out here. It's just a it's really a great sport. Um safe. It's inside the velodrome. You know, you don't have to worry about cars. Um coach Carl and and Stuart that runs the velodrome just do a great job of training the, just training just adults and kids out here. So.
0: so does he do most of his racing here or has he been elsewhere?
3: He does um gravel racing. He also does um we started the mountain bike Racing, so he's doing the Nika. Uh, Going to do the NICA races this year. He did the race out in Huntsville um, this last uh, last weekend, and did pretty well at that. And kind of got is h- getting hooked on the mountain bike racing with the, with the juniors. So, yeah. And then they do crits. Um, they did the state uh, time trial as well, and their team got third. Uh, or actually, won it last year. The the junior team. So, yeah. They all kind of re- bike racing yeah. going on
0: okay well that's good that's good to hear he's, he's checking out other disciplines as well definitely yeah,
3: yeah. carl uh, coach carl encourages them to try the different biking uh, sports so yeah
0: uh and then i noticed he's in the in the white jersey so you you mentioned uh before we started recording a little bit about that so could you could you tell listeners a little bit about uh the significance of his jersey there?
3: Yeah, so um, the Velodrome has a program, a champions program. They have a series of races that are um, uh, basically like set up to be a champion uh, for the event. And it's like a points race. It's um, a whole variety of races that they, they'll award if you're the, the number one uh, rider at that event. They'll give you a, a track champion jersey. So, And they also do points. So the, throughout the year, all the races accrue points, and a points total, and they, they'll have Rider of the Year awards. So they do it for the adult le- elite levels. They'll do, um, I can't remember how many different categories. I think want to say there's like eight. There's a men's and women's category. And um, in the juniors, um, he got the under 15 um, Rider of the Year junior. This year, last year, he was the Junior Writer of the Year, and Sebastian Beck is the Junior Writer of the Year this year. So,
0: yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, it, it certainly uh, sounds like an awesome program. Um, and then, I guess, do you all have any pointers for, like, parents that or, or kids that are wanting to get involved?
3: Just come out, talk to Stuart uh, and Carl Jones. The juniors practice on uh, Mondays. The races are on Tuesday nights, yeah, one. and um, the uh, they do a practice on Thursday nights. So if you're interested, come out and talk to Carl. They have uh, orientation classes. Like I said, the Lawson Craddock. I think that that Lawson Craddock is in spring break time. When is that? Is it spring break time?
0: The Lawson Craddock
1: is yeah. in the summer. Uh, the summer. Oh, that's right. June, it's this, it's the summer leap,
3: June and July. So come out and do that and. Um, you know it's a lot of fun it's a healthy sport good competition but also meeting a lot of friends for the younger younger kids as well so that's what i would encourage is like uh, and or go on alkek velodrome website there's all kind of contact information on there it's easy to get involved in so i would strongly encourage parents to to do that
0: and then one, one last question i guess uh so in your opinion like how how does this compare to other sports i don't know if if your son's involved in other sports or
3: he's played like league football um and he um has done um some track like running uh, event events um i think it's it's somewhat of an individual sport it's kind of like cross country or track uh, you know running in in school but it's also has a team camaraderie uh, with it as well that they work together to learn and um so it's somewhat of a team sport. I there are the team the events they do, the but island. I would say it's a—you uh, yeah, um, know—it's comparing to the other sports, it's—it's—it's it's, it's unique in my opinion. Um, it's non-traditional. It's not the most popular sport in the in the country by any means for the kids, but um, that's why we like it. It's unique and it's healthy for them. So,
0: well, good deal. Well, um, let's see. It looks like they're what it. Forty-four laps already? Yep. Oh wow! Like it, it goes by quick. <laughs> it
3: does. We're going for on. Um, we're going. They said at the pace they're going, it's like a hundred. They're going to get a hundred and sixteen laps in, which they were. Go, their goal was a hundred.
0: Okay. And in uh, what an hour's time? In an, an hour? Yep. Oh wow. Okay. Yep.
3: So yeah. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Well, this, yeah, this has been great. So, well, I, I really appreciate your time, and nope. uh, good good luck to Elijah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, thank you. Thanks for, uh, you know. Asking questions about the velodrome, I, I hope more kids get involved. It's it's, they have bikes for that they can come out, so you don't have to have the equipment. Okay. They will help you get set up with the equipment. That's one thing I would communicate with the parents is like, the amount of money you have to spend to do the sport is very minimal. So yeah, I would encourage that for parents. Okay, okay. Awesome. Yeah, definitely.
0: I'll I'll check it out, and I know they're on Facebook and been out to their website and everything. So definitely. awesome. Okay, thank well, you. thank you. Yeah, no. Problem. Thank you again to Coach Carl and Craig and Jean Allison. The lapathon raised just over fifteen thousand dollars as of October sixteenth. To learn how you can support the team, the velodrome, or get you or your kids involved, visit alkekvelodrome.com. Now let's look around the state to see what's coming up soon on November twelfth is the second annual Rock and Road 100 in Fayetteville, Texas. With three gravel routes and two road options, how can you say no? The August episode also highlighted this ride, and I plan to be there on November 12th. I'm signed up, and this should be fun. It'll be my first gravel ride. Go to Road 100com for info. On November 5th, the Bell Velo Gravel Series kicks off in Belleville, Texas. This series benefits the Greater Houston Cycling Foundation. More info is available at alkecfellodrome.com slash And finally, this coming week on November 2nd is All Souls Day. Normally, I do a ride on that day or the weekend following it um, where I visit the ghost spikes in the area and pray for the riders that we've lost. Um, this year, due to prior commitments, I'm not able to schedule that ride on the weekend. However, I do still plan to visit several ghost bikes in the area and do this. Um, I'd encourage you to visit at least one this week and pray for that person. If you want to share that you've done this, Feel free to do so. Um, yeah, it's just as meaningful as a private moment. But um, if you do share it, feel free to um, tag Drop Bar Texas or um, All Souls Day Ride in your post. All right, and that wraps another episode. Join me next time as I discover gravel at the Rock and Road 100. Be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast. You may also follow Drop Bar Texas on Facebook and Instagram. If you have a ride to promote, Feet of Glory to share, or a question, email dropbartx at gmail.com. And until next time, have fun, enjoy the sun, or just rule five it.